Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim, the Timberwolves in action tonight as they get set to take on the Washington uh, Wizards. Coming off uh, a performance that their coach didn't like very much, despite 62 for Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, how has Finch been after letting his guys have it in getting the team ready and playing hard the next game? He, he seems to have a really good relationship with this, these guys, mm-hmm. and they have respect for him. So, you know, sometimes, like, we saw Dean Evason. It's like Dean Evason started ripping his players, and I said, okay, he's going to be fired within a week, and I think he was fired within eight hours of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is different. Uh, Finch has built up a lot of credibility with these guys, with the organization. They like him. They like the coaching staff. Uh, they expect to be coached hard. But he also treats them with respect, and he also wants the best for them. So they, you know, he—I don't want to say father figure, but he's a—he's a—he's a person they respect. Mm-hmm. So I think he can be hard on them and have them respond. Now, you know, one thing we know about pro sports—you can only do it so often. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, you become, uh, you know, a crank or a tyrant, and they will turn you out and they will get you fired. Mm-hmm. Um, so. He can't go that well often, but I thought I thought he was being pretty genuine. He was disgusted by that loss. He was disgusted for the right reasons. I think the players should also be disgusted with themselves. I think we also learned that Mike Connolly really holds that thing together in the fourth quarter of close games. Yeah, Minnesota Mike sure looks like the captain of the team. Uh, I heard people reacting because they thought that Finch was just calling out Carl Anthony Towns, even though he had 62. And I thought it was more like... Well, he included Towns in it, but he was more after the other guys, I thought. Is that true? I think he, I think he had three points of contention, and in order of importance, number one, defense was terrible. Mm-hmm. They, let, they just let Charlotte have any shot they wanted, and you can't do that in the NBA. People are too skilled. So I think, you know, this is a defensive team, and they played no defense. I think that was his number one gripe. Number two, I thought he thought that too many of Carl's teammates were saying, okay, give the ball to Carl, let him get his points, and we'll just get out of the way, which is not the right way to play basketball. He was bothered by that. And then three, I do think he was in the moment uh, angry that Carl looked like he was hunting his shot rather than moving the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't, you know, I, I don't really completely agree with him on the third point. Number okay. one and number two, the, you know, number, but, but Carl made 10 or 15 I think he made 10 or 15 three-pointers, mm-hmm. made his first seven three-pointers, and nobody else on the team other than, I think, Nikhil Alexander-Walker was shooting well from three. Uh, Carl had a, he shot 60% from the field. I think the rest of the team shot about 30% from the field. Mm-hmm. So there, uh, you could certainly pick out two, three, four possessions where you say, okay, Carl should have dished or, or moved the ball there instead of forcing his shot. But the results were so good, I just have trouble really beating up on a guy when he shot 60 from the field. But you did feel like some of the criticism was aimed at him, that last point you made of him hunting his shot yeah. more than worrying about winning. Yeah, and and I don't and that's where I want to be careful here. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think Finch or anybody else would accuse Carl of not wanting to win in that situation. Sure. It's more a matter of how do you win. Um, mm-hmm. I think Carl was felt like I'm hot, uh, Anthony Edwards is sick, I'm gonna and I'm I'm shooting it well and nope nothing else is really working for us. I'm gonna go ahead and try to win the game with my shot. That's mm-hmm. different than uh, all I care about is my points. Sure. 
Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I probably misspoke a little bit there, certainly. Uh, so uh, back in action tonight against Washington. And, well, what do you know? Tyus Jones plays for the Washington Wizards. Mm-hmm. So if he is indeed on their radar, and I just read something on ESPN, you've been talking about it for a while now, but Bobby Marks, who's an NBA insider, former front office guy, he's saying the same thing. He'd like to see the Wolves pick up Tyus Jones, so they'll see him tonight. He's the perfect guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he... He would cut down on their turnovers. He would increase their offensive efficiency. He would increase their three-point shooting ability. They're already a good three-point shooting team in general. Mm-hmm. But he would increase the three-point shooting efficiency. Um, he's smart. He's the perfect complement to Mike Conley. Now, if Mike Conley had to miss a game and Tyus Jones plays starting point guard, you feel like you're not missing anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has leadership characteristics. Of course, the fact that he has all these char- good characteristics means he's not going to be cheap. Mm-hmm. I have no doubt the Wolves would love to add Tyus Jones. The question is, can they swing a deal? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, do and how much of a go for it year is this? Do they are they willing to trade even more draft choices to try to win right now? Are they willing to, um, you know, are they willing to trade somebody they might really value? They might. We don't know what they think internally of Josh Minot, but he Minot's a really talented guy. Uh, do they, are they willing to trade Minot? And Wendell Moore Jr. and Leonard, you know, uh, Miller and a first-round draft pick for Tyus Jones. Mm-hmm. It's a lot to give up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to find what we're going to find out about in this process is just how much the Wolves believe not only they can win this year, but they need to win this year. I feel like that's the case. Do you? I do. Uh, how often has this team had a chance? I mean, well, yeah. The, 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 this would be the second. If they were the number one seed, this would be the second time in 35 years of franchise history they were number one seed. Mm-hmm. Last time they were number one seed, they were good enough to win the NBA title. And I think if Sam Cassell hadn't injured himself with a stupid celebration, they might have won the NBA title. Yeah. This is their second really, you know, good to great team that's in this position. I do think they need to go for it. But, of course, you say that, there's always a, a price that would just seem ridiculous to pay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and also, you know, it's easy for us to say trade all these things for that player. Yeah. Uh, they have to operate in a league where every trade they do sets a precedent for what people will expect from them in the future. So if you gave a ridiculous amount for Tyus Jones, it would be hard to do future trades because people think they could, they could take you for a ridiculous price. Do they feel that way now after the Rudy Gobert trade? Uh, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think, first of all, it's worked this year. Mm-hmm. And it didn't work last year because of injuries mm-hmm. uh, and because Gobert didn't seem to be completely healthy. I think Conley built the Nuggets team that won the championship. Now he's built a number one seed in a very difficult Western Conference. I don't think people uh, look at Tim Conley and think they can fleece him or that he made a dumb trade. All right. All right. So uh, what did you think? What was the first thing that came to your mind when you heard that Adrian Griffin had been fired at Milwaukee despite being 30-13? and 13? Uh, I felt like Giannis wasn't happy this year, and if Giannis ain't happy, the coach is getting fired. Yep. Uh, the players do have the power. I've been hearing a lot that Giannis is right next to LeBron in terms of power in his own organization and around the league. Yes, and he earned that by being a great player, number one, by being a great human being, uh, number two, by being a champion, number three, and by being willing to stay in Milwaukee when every team in the league would have signed him or going after him had he decided to test free agency. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he's not only a great player, he's not only been a great personality for that 
that team and the league. He also chose to stay in Milwaukee when he could have gone to the Lakers or the Knicks or played the, the coastal elite game, and he didn't do it. So he, he's kind of earned it. And listen, it, it can be ugly when a player gets a coach fired, but the reality is that most of the time, the player in that league is much more important than the coach. Yep. Uh, why do you think it was? Why I wonder, was it personality, or did he not think you? I mean, they're 30 and 13. Yeah, they're, they're playing pretty well, um, but it's just been a lot of rumblings around that team, and unusual yeah. rumblings. Um, I, I can't tell you I know what's going on there. Yeah. I just would say that even from you know afar, it was obvious that Giannis was bothered by a lot of things, um, and you know maybe he doesn't like the way Griffin is incorporating both him and Dame in the offense. He gave it, maybe said, okay, I gave it half a season, and this is not the way it should be working. Um, and, and we also don't know if Giannis went to ownership and said, hey, we need to make a change, or they just are reading it the oh. same way we are. It's like, okay, Giannis doesn't look happy. That's not going to work. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Hey, Wild, a nice win last night. Are they rebounding? I mean, Brock Faber continues to play well. Looks like he's kind of getting his name into at least conversation about rookie of, of the year with, with his excellent play. Are, are they going to rebound? Can they make a run to the playoffs? Well, they've, made, they've won three in a row. Mm-hmm. Faber's excellent, by the way. Yep. Uh, and I think he is the rookie of the year. Connor Bedard getting hurt kind of yep. opened the door for him, and I think he's going to walk right through that door. Uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful young player. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought last night the Capitals just didn't look very interested. Mm. Uh, but, you know, still still a victory. Right now, the Wild, I believe there are four games out of the wild card. They're one of basically, including the team, Nashville, the team that holds that second wild card right now. They're basically one of six teams right now that are playing for that final wild card. So they're four points back. They also have to leapfrog a bunch of teams. The good thing is none of those teams are great teams, but – you know, Tom Kelly used to say that when people would ask about being contentious. He said, well, it's not just the games behind. It's how many teams do you have to get past, you know? Yeah, that's right. Uh, so they're not in great shape, but they're not out of it. Uh, they're going to need some streaks. They're going to need some streaks where they just win clean, where they win divisional games, where they win conference games. Uh, you know, and they got a big one coming up at Nashville. You know, they win that one, then suddenly the meter would really be pointing upward. Jim, thanks so much. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Timberwolves, top of the hour.